presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for season two, episode number two of the Wise Words Podcast. I am your honored, humbled, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best knowledge and insights on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric names in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, my friends, if you tuned in for episode number one of season two, you know we had a legend in Yanni the Greek Corrales, and I suggest you go check out that episode, but I ensure you we have another legend joining us here today. Now, before I tell you about that man, let me tell you about another man who joins me on every episode of this here podcast that drops on every single Wednesday. You know him as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let's not forget, the TTL resident Southsider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing fantastic. As I mentioned last week, it was the lone week that I uh, couldn't gloat on my victory. I guess it's Victory Tuesday time of recording here. But uh, you mentioned Southsider. I'm going to call my shot. Time of, re- uh, time of episode release, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, congrats to the Chicago White Sox on signing uh, free agent X for $200 million. How about that oh, calling my shot? Uh, you know, hey, who, who knows? You? But uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited for our guest today. I'm excited for our show. Hopefully that doesn't uh, sound too terrible in about 24 hours. But, hey, hey. Uh, I'll take one on the chin if not. Well, hey, both me and you have been known to uh, stick our feet in our mouth once in a while here on these shows, but it happens. It is what it is. You know, it's uh, the uh, knee-jerk reaction of the day, uh, the day-to-day sports life. But hey, my friend, great to have you here. Everything seems to be going well on your end of the world. You look great. You look like you're ready to be in action. Uh, now, I mentioned uh, we have another legend joining us here on uh, today's show. Now, before I bring him in and tell these fine folks about him, anything else that you need to deliberate about or dish out before we get on into it? No, sir. I think I've uh, wasted my uh, soapboxes that I need to get out. Okay. Well, after the usual sip of high-quality H2O, my friends, it is time. Our second guest for Season 2 of the Wise Words Pod is a good old-fashioned degenerate that has turned himself into a highly respected media personality, accomplished broadcaster, and content creator. He's held all types of positions in the sports media industry, like 
The New York Mets clubhouse reporter for ESPN Radio Albany, New York, a producer at Yahoo Sports Radio, a color commentator and analyst for the Iona Gales University Athletics Program and the Monroe College Athletics Program, an editor for CBS Sports Radio, and a host and producer for the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, just to name a few. He is currently the on-air host for The Early Line and In Play Sports Tonight, presented by Sports Grid. We had his partner, DRS, Donnie Wrightside Seymour on to close out Season 1. And if you tune into that show, you know this one's about to be another electric episode. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome in Iona Gales alumni, and if you know me and Mags, we love betting on them, so we're going to have to talk about that too. Professional sports betting analyst, talk show host, and content creator, and oh, let me not forget the man with the in-game edge, Mr. Kevin Walsh Jr., what is up, fellas? Welcome in. A very, very kind intro there. I tell you, you, you started ripping off some of the old credentials. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I did, I, I did, I did, I did do, that. do that. That was, uh, was a, ways, a ways back, man. Uh, excited to be here, though. I appreciate uh, all the kind words. You, you guys are doing a great job with everything going on here. You reached out. No, uh, no hesitation. Had to jump on talking a lot. Hey, well, we appreciate it. I know I can speak for Mags in this too, but uh, we appreciate you coming on, man, and spending some time with us. 30 to 45 minutes, whatever we got. You know, we always say, hey, take the over. We get a little windy from time to time, but looking good on your end of the world too. How's everything uh, there in New York at the moment? I mean, listen, you fellas mentioned it. The Iona Gales out there beating a top 10 oh. team in the country. A, a game, uh, you know, where... I don't know. Could they have been ranked? Have they took down Belmont? Maybe covered yeah. versus Kansas. All I know is Rick Patino has the the fellas moving well. So on that front, uh, certainly well. And and overall, all things are positive off of a, a nice Thanksgiving. I hope you guys, all the folks watching and listening, had a nice Thanksgiving. So no complaints on this end. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. And yeah, my friend, we uh, I myself personally, a huge fan of Rick Pitino, loved him when he was at Louisville. Uh, and then I followed him right over to Iona. And I they've got to be one of my mid-major darlings. And when I saw that you went to Iona, I was like, oh, yeah, we got plenty to talk about on that end of the spectrum, too. But before we dive into all of that, uh, I know my partner, too, has got a little bit of action to uh, talk about on the NBA. I know you being an NBA expert for Sports Grid as well. Um, let's start with the obvious, my man. You've been in sports media for a while. I know I dished out some of your old credentials and stuff like that. But kind of give us the backstory, uh, a little bit at Iona, what got you into sports media, and then ultimately into sports gaming now. What led you to Sports Grid and sitting behind the camera, hosting, doing what you do now? Hey, you know, it's it, it's so interesting. I always kind of grew up love talking sports. I think a lot of us can relate to that. And eventually I went to Iona uh, with the hope to kind of study sports broadcasting and get those opportunities. And, you know, you're able to you to do some things with the college radio station and, and, and different kind of broadcasting avenues. And eventually uh, I kind of found my my way working within sports. Grid. One of the things I always tell people that I thought was really funny for me is when I kind of started, even whether it was in the fantasy space or, or doing sports betting, I'm like this is cool. But I want to do real sports. That's how I used to describe it. And I look back on that. I'm like, man, you didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> because to me, you can't actually do real sports talk without betting, without the mm. – it basically completes the picture. One of my favorite mm. examples this year, college football. Oklahoma State 
loses to Iowa State. And Iowa State at the time was maybe top 25. Oklahoma State, though, was inside the top 10. And all the, you know, report. Oh, big upset. Iowa State takes down Oklahoma State. Upset. Didn't even cover Iowa State in that win. <laughs> so that's kind of been the the full wraparound for me now where I, I view sports betting as an absolute necessity. And I've been able to really get into that, of course, at Sports Grid. And I love everything we're doing over uh, at the company, being able to do both the early line, the morning breakdown, the morning preview, in play sports tonight, and cover everything as it's happening live at night. It's it's just been a world of fun. Yeah, well, uh, I know I told you uh, pre-show, we we really respect your work and what you do over there at Sports Grid. And, and it's awesome to uh, be able to talk to you and kind of learn about that a little bit and how you got into the industry. And, I mean, I can really resonate that with that as well. And I know Mags can, and I mean – everything with sports it's just made better with sports gambling man and if you can kind of t- t- intertwine it together mm-hmm. and find the good content find the way to utilize it and become good at it and find yeah. outlets like this and learn ways to become better at it it just makes it that much more fun and that much more of an entertainment piece so i love that answer my man i'll yield back for a minute i'll let my partner have at it what do you got sir All right, Kevin, let's dive right into it. As far as the NBA, are you someone, I know a lot of people have different strategies. Are you someone that dives in uh, from the jump uh, first week in the NBA? Uh, And if so, what are some things you look at early in the season compared to late in the season? Or are you somebody that waits a little bit altogether to see some of these teams get get a better feel for them as the season goes along? So I adore the NBA. I I truly Mm -hmm. do. I know everyone's like, oh, man, I can't believe football's going to leave us and basketball's going to go. And I'm like, you guys are missing out, man. Like this is I I, I truly, truly do. Uh, And I know the NBA is not for everybody. I know things have changed overall. But the the interesting thing has been this year. And that's why the question you ask is so important, because I was ready to roll opening week. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute now. Why is every game going under? What's the deal? Mm-hmm. And then every game kept going under. And now you check on any given day on an NBA board, and the highest total you might see is 222. When right. you go back to last year, that was like the low total on a board. I mean, regular games in the you know under 210. Last year, that was strictly reserved for Cavs-Knicks games last year, under right. 210. So it's been such a shift. So I've had to pull back a little bit and take a minute to kind of reassess. And also, it's not just totals, but think about size. Just for example, in the Western Conference, you only have three teams in the entire conference that are more than two games above 500. Mm. That's that's incredible. I mean, there are so many teams that are trying to figure out who they are that obviously for us as betters, it's going to take a little bit here. Maybe the only consistent thing right now is even if I'm a LeBron guy, just keep fading the Lakers uh, because, I mean, that team looks like they're never going to be able to cover ever. I, I mean, covering under like 32% of their games to open up uh, this season. But, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind to open up the NBA year for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely agree with you as far as, like, I, I get everyone's issues with the NBA, but I, I love the off-court storylines. I love the on-court yes. storylines. I love any drama that comes out of it. Uh, so I love all of that. As far as, I mean, we had your partner on a few weeks ago talking about some boost on certain apps. Mm-hmm. Are you someone that likes boost, hates boost, or, you know, kind of pick and choose? How do you judge a good boost, odds boost, on what XYZ Sportsbook? Yeah, I tell you, fellas, you asked me that question two weeks ago. It's nothing but they're the greatest thing in the world. (laughs) I I can't believe I didn't know about these sooner. And you asked me this. I don't know, man. I don't know. I tell you, the the most recent um, mess I ran into was a Ball Brother boost. It was over the Mm -hmm. weekend. It was for each of them to make three, and they were playing in separate games. I'm like, ah, you know what? Let's let's you know let's get involved here. And Lonzo made three in the first half, so I'm now watching the Hornets game. Lamelo finishes over three. I just can't deal with this anymore. So they check back up. They play each other the other night. 
and the boost was just for them to combine for six, which is like, all right, well, if one of them carries a load, I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting involved. I'm not doing this. And then they each made three, and I'm like, all right, I I, I need a breather. I, I need a break. But all in all, I will say when it comes to those boosts, if you play them right, you can not only make money, but you, re- you really can have a lot of fun with them because they're plus money shots and they're creative. They, they mm-hmm. really are. That match specials market that you'll often hear myself and Donnie talk about in the NFL, yeah. you know, one of my favorites, even if it doesn't win every time, you know, be the two starting quarterbacks to combine for 500 yards and four passing touchdowns at every play of the game. Like, oh, I got a little piece here, a little piece there. And it makes it so exciting to watch these games. So again, if you play it right and you keep it with reserve, it can really, I, I think, and sometimes we lose that a little bit. Of course, we all want to make money. We also want to have fun when you're getting out there and, and getting after it, sports betting. And that's where I think the boost and the plus money all comes into play. Yeah, I think, uh, especially the entertainment aspect. I know Colton and I like to, when it's player props, we don't really dive into it too deep. But whenever it's like a certain team to win, like, oh, it's certain teams supposed to win by 14. Hmm. That's hmm. when our red flags trigger a little bit. I don't know if you're the same way on those. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's... Every single baseball boost they posted with three teams, they'd all be about a minus 300 <laughs> How favorite. How you doing? Yeah. Great big red flag. I'm telling you, and I'm like, okay, so now one of you will lose. Like, that's how this works. Who is going to mess this up? The worst part was, like, it felt like every time it was always going to be, like, the Yankees that were going to mess it up. And, like, always <laughs> was the Yankees that, that were messing it up. No, they're – listen, and that's the thing, too. Like, the other day on Thanksgiving they had one. It was, like, Bills minus three and a half was the boost. They laid a touchdown to Trevor Simeon. And my brain is so like broken at times, like with these. I'm like, nah, I can't touch it. Mm. Then I'm watching the game. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> Trevor Simeon against the Bills. Why didn't I? It's the greatest boost of all time. Right. right. I know it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe that they uh, they knocked that many points off of it. Yeah, mm. partner, we we do that all the time, and I I love seeing like a team that's like 14 plus, 21 plus, and just being like, oh, give me the opposite side just for the hell of it. You know, <laughs> I mean, this just seems like completely wrong. It can't be like this. So. You, uh, you touched a little bit on um, sports betting being fun at the end of the day and being entertainment. Mm-hmm. And there's ways that um, you can get into trouble or make a mistake or whatever the case might be. And we've talked about with other guests before, like, hey, what our job is here, what we love to do is bring sports betting out of the dark, deep corners of Guido Gambino's basement <laughs> and bring it into the light and actually have some fun and, and, and show what it is. It's, inta- it's entertainment. And, and last mm-hmm. I checked that, hey, all of us are here still looking pretty successful, surviving day to day doing full time sports betting. Yeah. But what I wanted to ask is and I've asked all of our guests this and I've gotten some really good answers in the past. I'm sure you'll give us one, too, because it's just always from a different perspective. But what is the number one piece of advice that you would give? The brand new better just downloaded XYZ Sportsbook, mm-hmm. ready to hammer in plays left, right, and center, but also the Daily Degenerate can take advantage of themselves and add to their daily process. I think one of the things I can tell you is you can go through the entire handicap process and not make the bet, and that's okay. And college basketball opened up, and again, like I, I get annoyed sometimes because people give advice that's a little unnecessary. And, you know, brand new college basketball opening day. And there's these people who try and sit above and say, hey, manage your bankroll. You don't have to get involved. It's like, hey, hey, relax. It's college basketball. I'm going to be smart about this. And I'm going to get involved here a little bit. But that doesn't mean you have to get involved with every single game. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean just because you spent 
10 minutes breaking down a game or however long you go about breaking down a game means you have to get to the window. And kind of now that we've got through that initial excitement period of, oh, my goodness, Collins basketball is back. I found myself going through games, some of the marquee games, Big Ten ACC Challenge. And I'll go, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I would lay it here with Illinois. Or maybe I'd take the under here in the Iowa game. And you, and you go back and you go through the process. And that almost allows you to figure out maybe where your process was correct or wrong. Mm-hmm. Because the difference is when you don't place the dollar. Win or lose, right? You can just kind of figure it out. But And this is true of me. If I physically bet it and then I lose, almost 90% of the time I'm just going to tell you I got screwed. Ah, come on. Now, there's no reason that that game didn't get over. <laughs> but if I didn't bet it, maybe I can kind of talk it out in a more realistic time mm-hmm. frame as to, you know what, that was the right sort of, ah, you know what, I missed this here. And that allows you to get those reps with maybe out taking the financial hit that comes with learning some of the game. Sure, absolutely. And I love where you start that because obviously betting on the Iona Gales, you know I'm wild about college basketball. <laughs> and I do as well. I volume bet. But I think, and I've, we've heard that a lot from guests in the past too, of, oh, stay away, be easy, manage the bankroll early in the season. But hey, I think I'm going to get involved. But I also like what you said is, uh, I mean, manage it be easy on it just just be smart about what you're actually doing and hey if you're not actually finding all that value you don't need to place the dollar a dollar not placed is better than a dollar lost the last time Mm -hmm. i checked so i love that answer i appreciate it my friend partner what do you got for round two i mean sticking with the air your iona gales my man are you someone whether it's where the whether it's them or some of your pro teams are you some are you someone that uh, is comfortable betting on your favorite teams or do you have your own personal philosophy as far as staying away? Yeah, you know, it's very funny. Um, before I truly started sports betting, I tell people, ah, I'd never bet on my own team. That's a lie. If anyone ever <laughs> says that to you, they don't bet. And, and I don't mean that to yep, be rude, yep. no, but no. if they say that, they don't bet. Because you get to the point where you go, yeah, listen, you know your teams. You do. Now, I also know that some bettors have signs when they don't think their team is in a good spot. I'm one of them. If I tell you I like a Yankees game over, it means I think they're going to lose. I'm like, yeah, but they'll probably score, but the other team's going to score more, so the game will get over. <laughs> like, so that's the, that is kind of the, the, the truth of the matter there. But you know your teams, and you follow your teams. And now there's a, a level that people get to where they gladly fade their own teams, and that's going to always be tough for me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I live and breathe my teams. I'm not – if you think I'm out here taking plus 13 with St. Peter's and Matt games, you got another thing coming. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here annoyed Iona wins by 20. It's not no. happening. No way, no how. <laughs> that, and I'm not going to root against Iona, but I, I can still – I'll know that I will bet on my teams, or even if it's betting – but again, betting props in the games that involve your teams or the mm. total that involves your teams. You, I'm telling you, people say, I never bet on my team. That's not true. I don't believe you. Yeah, I always love that. That's one of my things that I always ask every single time because I'm a diehard Packers fan. I do a Packers blog every single week, and mm-hmm. every single guest has a different answer of no, absolutely not, or yes, absolutely, you know your team, because I agree with you as well. Like You kind of have to know yourself, whereas yeah. I bet on the Packers in some capacity every single week, and uh, whereas contrary to that, I don't watch every single Chicago Blackhawks game. I'm a fan of the Blackhawks. I found myself losing 80% of the time, so I stay away from that. So I do appreciate <laughs> hearing every single every single opinion to kind of add it to my repertoire or kind of disagree. So I appreciate it for sure. The Packers cover every week, so you got to be in a it good spot. It definitely helps. It definitely helps. I mean, it definitely helps. 
Oh, and Kevin, I I'm a, and pasta. why I'm making well, these faces yeah. over here, Kevin, is I'm the resident Bears fan, so I got to deal with all of this <laughs> nonsense, and then I got to, yeah, exactly, not great is the best way to describe it, 150%, so yeah. it's a dumpster fire, and uh, we're just gently hoping that it uh, gets put out sooner rather than later, but don't get me on the Bears soapbox, we'll be here an extra hour. Uh, my friend... You know, I uh, kind of sticking with some more betting and uh, going along those lines, um, not as much as betting on your own team, but just betting across the board. You're the host of the early line. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's uh, 7 a.m., correct me if I'm wrong, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern, and that would yep. be 4 to 6 Pacific. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Ooh, hot the, dog. The, the Pacific <laughs> crossover there, but yeah, you the got specific, it. The specific, there over. you go. Uh, and then, so with that being the case, obviously, name of show, early line. Obviously, you guys mm-hmm. are looking at the early line. Can you explain, and obviously, guys have been doing it for a little while, like me and Mags, we understand that, but maybe somebody just kind of bumping into it, what does it mean getting an early line? Can you explain the importance of really finding that early value and maybe even kind of go into the closing line value as well? Boy, it's a, it's such a good question, and it, it varies throughout all sports. It really, really does. And let me say this, as we're obviously kind of – we're, we're really not out of the pandemic, right? I mean, we're, mm. Mike McCarthy's not going to coach on Thursday because <laughs> right. of COVID. Right. And that's changed things a lot. Uh, every single Tuesday on the early line, we will look at the upcoming Sunday slate in the NFL. Because the NFL's king, right? So you're always kind of moving ahead. And you want to get a sense of where these games are, what mm. the numbers sit at. And it helps you come Sunday. Okay, so this line moved two points this direction. This total went up three points, whatever it might be. But there are times where you will sit there on a Tuesday, if, for example, on Sunday night football, and you say, I love the Denver Broncos plus 10, I'm fading the Chiefs, and this line is only going to drop. You're st- you go, There's, it's more likely to be 9.5 than 10.5. That's how you justify your early Tuesday bet. But we really now are in a world where the caveat applies. You make that bet Tuesday, you're right, the line goes to 9. Line goes to eight and a half, and all of a sudden someone's got COVID. Well, now all of a sudden the line's 12. So mm-hmm. that is the danger about that early betting. And where, I'll tell you, folks, I, I, last year in the NBA, the early lines were unbelievably fun to follow mm-hmm. because they would open these lines up overnight. And I almost don't know why they did it. Because every single NBA team that was on a back-to-back was going to be missing two important guys. And there was one game I'll never forget, the Phoenix, or excuse me, rather, the Brooklyn Nets, I think, played a game in Phoenix and went to Utah the next day. There's a Jazz team that obliterated everybody. And Durant was injured, and Kyrie was injured, and was hardly going to play a back-to-back by himself. And a Utah minus two closed at, like, Utah minus 12. And I'm like, what in the world are (laughs) we even watching here? But if you were up early enough and you're following the ins and outs of NBA teams and who does and who doesn't play back-to-backs, you get yourself a tremendous, tremendous piece of value. Yeah, I love that a lot because, you know, especially with the NFL and um, college football, to get in and to kind of check those lines out Monday and Tuesday and see it before, it's great to do that. But, yeah, then something can get last second late in the week. Something can change there, too. And I'm glad you mentioned NBA last year because both me and Riley took advantage of that. And not only NBA, but college basketball, too. We could really take advantage of early lines. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like this year the line movement almost doesn't mean anything sometimes. And you wake up oh and you gosh, got a team yeah. yesterday, or, well, time of recording Tuesday, so Monday, 
We took Iowa, minus one and a half, completely flipped to plus two, and they ended up winning the game outright by a point. It's mm-hmm. just so bizarre as to what the line movement actually means now when it seemed like last year it meant so much when you could catch something, like you said, minus two. Next thing you know, it's minus 12 by the time you wake up. Yeah, no, it turns out the new way to you know get value in the NFL isn't get an alert to your phone, oh my goodness, the starting quarterback is out. Let me go bet against them. It's, oh my goodness, the starting quarterback is out. I'll bet this game four days later and bet the backup because they're going to win outright. I mean, yep. Cole McCoy is absolutely yep. just yeah. killing people Insane. out there. Insane. I mean, Cooper Rush, you know, I mean, giving you this the Sunday night disaster if you're a Minnesota fan. And, like, it's, again, and it's one thing if you bet Vikings minus four against Cooper Rush. It's a whole nother ball game. When you bet on a Tuesday – Vikings plus three against Dak Prescott. And, and, right. And then all of a sudden you went, ha ha, Cooper Rush, I got a touchdown of value. And then Cooper Rush wins by four. Man, that's not fair. It's not fair. No. no. Not fair at all. We actually, I'm so glad you went to that game because we talked about that when that happened. Yeah. It was probably one of the worst line movement beats that we have taken, man. So I, you can really take advantage of it, and, and there is a time and a place, and it definitely does vary per sport. And, and that's why I appreciate your show so much because mm-hmm. you guys really get in there and are in-depth with the NBA, NFL, college football, everything you guys do. And, I mean, it's so important to get the value of that early line. But, hey, I could go on for days. Partner, what do you got over there, man? Uh, perfect segue because I've been wanting to ask, Kevin. I've been wanting to last, ask the last few and haven't had a chance. What is your best way to stay on top of all these different leagues and sports from a cap, uh, gambling perspective to where you feel knowledgeable enough to make bets every single day? Yeah, I mean, it, you, you need the alerts to the phone. It's mm-hmm. very, very important. Um, I have a NBA account, uh, fantasy labs, I believe is the Twitter account. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I mean, listen, you have to get accustomed to your phone with a million notifications, Yeah. but every NBA injury update comes to my phone because the NBA is every single day. As far as the NFL goes, check your injury reports. But again, the massive ones, they'll come to your phone. You know, you get Schefter, Garofalo, Rappaport, Pelissaro, and you yeah. send those all to your phone. And that it's it's a necessity. It, mm-hmm. it really, really is. And now, again, it's it's funny because I used to get an alert to my phone that would say, ah, Nicole Jokic is out for Denver. Then you go run and you bet against the Nuggets. And then, well, now we're learning. The Nuggets are just going to win that game without Nicole Jokic, <laughs> maybe, right? So just take a breather. But that, to me, is so important to have that to to your phone to have those updates there because it it makes a world of difference and not just pre-game betting mm-hmm. in-game betting right with what with what don and i do at night if i'm listen at the end of the day 10 game nba board right and we're over here we're watching you know two teams pacers timberwolves right and all of a sudden over here a star player just got injured comes to the phone now i run and all of a sudden we're betting a different game because that is a real thing the it, listen you might get screwed over betting the Dak Prescott Cooper rush transition, but in game, you'll usually be able to catch that big injury news and potentially make some legit money off of it. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with you in the NBA. I mean, the NBA injury, whenever I see injuries, like you just mentioned with Jokic, that's just like, okay, maybe just stay away this year. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, any other live betting strategies? Uh, I guess we can stick with the NBA as far as you have oh, away from any injury uh, type of updates. Yeah, I think live betting is is so fascinating because I've now been doing live betting with with Sports Grid for a long time. 
to where, you know, there's a lot of times like you, you can swing me a box score, right? And a knowledge of kind of the pregame lines. And you'll get a sense for kind of, all right, well, this looks like this goes this way. And, and this goes kind of this way there. But really where it is at its peak is when you can isolate a single game. Now, that's not an easy thing to do, right? It's an easy thing to do when there's Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football or Sunday Night Football because you're watching the same game. It's one singular game. But when you're dealing with, you know, 15 live college games, six live NBA games, and a college football matching two-pack, it's like, all right, well, hold well, hold on a minute now. Well, that's where, and you'll catch Donnie and I at times, you say, so go, all right, Donnie, you know what? Let's lock in. Let's follow this game right here. And you now watch the entire first half of Buffalo Ball State. And you get a sense of that game and what's actually happening. And I believe it was Buffalo Ball State or some action game the other day that was maybe Northern Illinois. They're all the same teams to me, honestly. <laughs> and the other team didn't have any starters in because they had like wrapped up their leg of the MAC conference. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, we want to find a way to fade this team. And that's what you learn through watching the game. So, Truly, the best in-game advice I can give is, if possible, and it's not always possible, but especially if you're starting out, lock in on one, maybe two games, and it'll really, really help you. But once you lock in and make that bet, feel free to move on. That's made. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And uh, go ahead, Max. You got go ahead. No, I was honestly just going to make a joke as far as we have some NIU, Northern Illinois, uh, Husky listeners, so you might get some uh, <laughs> upset words about that as far as the Maction uh, Championship coming up this weekend because they, uh, when they're good, man, they uh, they like to stick a thorn in you if you don't uh, give them that respect. <laughs> hey, listen, congrats. Made your made your half of Maction. I'm pretty sure they're the guys that, like, bench all their starters, though, in the last regular season yeah. game, which was absolute madness. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and um, Mags, I'm actually glad uh, you took it there, man, because like we are, we're segueing perfect here today. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, Kevin, about um, kind of what is your favorite sport to live bet on, or maybe what you find most, the one you find most valuable. You talked a little bit um, about there having um, just zoning in on one game and like actually just kind of a strategy of live betting. But what have you found to be most valuable? And then maybe even in addition to that. What is one of the most valuable markets within that sport that you've really been able to, hey, what we like to say here at the uh, Wise Words Pod and TTL Pod, cash mm-hmm. some tickets? Yeah, I, I, I really think college football it has been my, my favorite. I think it's because I'm at heart still an over better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you watch yourself a college football game and you go, well, hold on a minute now. There's 10 points on the board and nobody punted in the entire first half. How's that possible? All right, well, this game's got a little bit of juice to it, and this thing's going to pick on up. And, and that's kind of how you read it. And, and in general, football can just be so fun to live bet because the difference, again, with football and, and every other sport is there's such a small sample size. But it feels then it's it's oddly more reliable because every game is then so important unless you're Northern Illinois and you wrap up your portion of the Mac and you get to punt on games down the back end of the season. But like realistically in the NBA, right? It's uh, game 41 of 82. Mm-hmm. Ah, we don't have it tonight is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously where, where things can get a little bit tricky. I, I really football overall, but I, I've really enjoyed betting on college football. And I think you're going to see that be big during bowl season, right? Sometimes they say, you know, you get two teams in a bowl, doesn't mean they both care an equal amount about that bowl game. And all of a sudden you're watching it, it's half and you go, Mm. they don't care at all. They're being coached by an interim coach who's going to also leave at the end of this season. And this doesn't matter. 
And the next thing you know, you get yourself some legitimate value kind of betting on a situation like that. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that some of the most valuable uh, markets in in the uh, live sports are really the NFL because you can just lock into a game and really see yeah. like, hey, this team is not even anywhere close to the same skill level as as their opponent right now. Like this is, there's no way that they this, they should be down by ten. And and I mean Alabama, like prime example. This past weekend when they played Auburn in the Iron Bowl, I'm a huge Bama fan. Mags knows it. The viewers know it. But hey, either way, I saw them at plus three ten. You better believe I hammered that in live <laughs> and I cashed that ticket in the sixth overtime or whatever it, the hell it ended up being. So, I mean, I, I really like where you went with that because I, I love to uh, find value in college football and NFL too. And, and really with the bowl games too, I, I was scribbling down bowl games. I was thinking about different ones because that totally makes sense with all the different moves like uh, Lincoln oh, Riley yeah. now and, and um, uh, Brian Kelly going down to LSU, all the different stuff. I mean, we could get down that rabbit hole for days. I mean, I didn't even really put it into perspective like that. <laughs> how much value you can find in that in a bowl game so i mean holy cow definitely stuff yeah. to look into uh, absolutely and I, and I will say this though is uh, cautious though pre-game with that stuff because that's where you can get tripped up mm. at the end of the day in game that can really matter because you can get confirmation right but a pre-game assumption that oklahoma or notre dame two very prideful programs are going to no show their games is very very tricky waters they do this sure. at times I'll give you the, the Big 12 championship game coming up. You're going to hear a couple of people say, I like Oklahoma State because Baylor doesn't care about the game. They can't make the college football playoff. It's an outrageous take, not grounded in reality. <laughs> Baylor has a chance to win the Big 12. When Baylor opened up their season, they said, hey, we want to win the Big 12. Of course they care about the game. Don't, mm -hmm. don't be ridiculous. You don't think Houston cares about winning the American just because Cincinnati's the team that can get to the college football playoff? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. But you can, again, that's where the in-game difference is made, where you get kind of some confirmation on pregame thoughts. And that's where, you, you know, you, you talk about you're always handicapping. Handicap, they don't kick it off and then you stop handicapping. You keep watching the game. Use all your pregame thoughts and carry that over. I, I, I'll tell people sometimes, too, like, hey, what do you have for this game? I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I can tell you what I like, but I didn't bet it because I think it's going to be a great in-game type of game. I think you're going to get a lot. Packers-Rams, perfect example, just this past mm -hmm. weekend. I said, I think this game gets over the number because I think the Rams will score, and if the Packers get pushed, they always score. The problem is the Packers played seven straight games against teams that couldn't move the football. So Rodgers was like, yeah, none of this matters. This is fine. <laughs> we'll just win by three every week and still cover somehow. It was nonsense. Insane. But all of a sudden, right, Green Bay gets a turnover. They score. Rams hit a 75-yard touch, and you're like, Oh, yeah, this game's going to get out of control. And the game got out of control into the mid-60s with a total that opened or closed at around the mid-40s. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that you said that, always handicapping. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I, I kind of started that and coined that as a joke, but I think it's so important if you if you want to be successful at sports betting. Uh, I mean, you always kind of have to be looking for that edge. What? All right, I wasn't going to bet this game, man. That two and a half really, really interested me this morning. Minus two and a half, man, oh, man. But let me keep an eye on it. Let me take a look. And all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, they're playing way better than I thought they were going to be. They might be down by a little bit, but they look pretty good can always find that edge so i appreciate that i love that answer enough for me for a minute my friend what do you got over there partner my man i was gonna ask if you had any other uh top of the line gambling questions because i am uh i had some random like what's uh, your feeling as far as the state of the yankees if you're because okay. you are a big okay. yankees fan correct, kevin 
Yeah, I am. I'll tell you that my I'm I'm completely done with the nonsense that they've been selling fans for years. It's a complete <laughs> joke. It really is. And I I like here's the thing about me is I'm a Yankees fan, but I, I get very annoyed by Yankees fans. And I love that that the Yankees fan base feels embarrassed watching the Mets do what the Yankees prided themselves on for mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Because somehow along the way, they tricked Yankees fans into thinking that it was their money. Because they said, oh, we got to get under the luxury tax. I don't pay a dollar in the luxury tax. Not one, never have, never will. Oh, but it's reflected when you go to the ballpark. They, did, did Cashman come out and say if we get under the luxury tax, he's going to drop the price of beer? No, because that's not how this works. So they're sat there making more money than they ever have. Corey Seager's getting paid more money than anybody. Matt Scherzer's a New York Met. And the Yanks are sitting there saying, ah, Clint Frazier, we're going to cut him. Ah, Chris Gittens. What are we doing? What are we doing? So we'll see. Maybe they'll get a maybe they'll get a deal done. Remember when the Yankees were going to get under the luxury tax because they were one thousand percent going to sign Bryce Harper? Oh yeah. Does he play for the Yankees? No. Oh, but they got Stanton. Yeah, basically for free. I just I I again the Yankees were built on something that they are basically trying to be the opposite of, and it's just. It's not really acceptable because there isn't an excuse for it. I, it's actually interesting with like that because I back in uh, I, they honestly went on a huge run after I wrote about this, but I blogged about and I, I am not a Yankees fan by any means, but I blogged about how if the Yankees want to actually take that next step into grabbing the MLB by you know by the reins once again, then they have to just be unapologetic spenders. I think it was like rock bottom point when they had like a I think it was a really 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 bad loss to the Red Sox and it looked bleak like they might not even make the playoffs. So my opinions were a little. Uh, knee jerk but i i think i totally agree with you if they want to be back in that in that realm of being the feared uh, the evil empire then it, they almost have to just shell out some type of money somewhere am i wrong no but here's this is the thing about this yankees team man this is where i get so annoyed is this isn't even about oh they're gonna go out there and win the american league the rays and the red sox had better records and the blue jays were a game back mm -hmm. and the blue jays are getting better every single time another hour passes the Yankees are going to rock up and finish above only Baltimore in the AL East if they continue on the trajectory that they're on. And they just checked in every year as the American League favorites, year after year after year. And now all of a sudden you're going to be sat there hoping you beat up on Baltimore for enough games to, you know, check in for a wild card game. I'm just the, the what they are and what they think they are doesn't match anything in terms of their approach right now i it's just it's all of the slander and criticism that they are getting is deserved period sound like me and my cubs Sheesh. <laughs> not good cubs at all wild. yeah cubs it's not wild. good it's not good we try and uh, stay off of that because this guy just he lives in paradise he backs the white Sox. he likes the packers no problems he's all good everything's mm. all good to go all the time for this guy so you know, he might shake his head, but he knows. He knows what the deal is. <laughs> as far as the NFL, maybe, but as far as the MLB, I've got a very short reign of being a yeah, Joel fan yeah, base over here. Yeah, we'll see if you can. Uh, we'll see if you can repeat 2021 into 2022 on the South Side there. But anyways, yeah. Hey, why? Well, we'll get off the soapbox. All right. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, man. I mean, uh, we covered a bunch of good stuff, Kevin. As far as uh, betting, as far as just kind of your expertise in the live in-game. Um, just kind of your start in the industry, everything in general. Um, glad you kind of finished it there, Mags, with uh, the 
the state of the Yankees address, if you will. Always like to do that. Um, outside of that, one final question, because um, you know it seems like betters always have uh, kind of those favorite teams to bet on. You know, um, for instance, I love Iona. Like I'm talking about Iona all the time. I love mid-major teams. What are a couple of those teams, if you're betting college football, you're betting college basketball, you see them and you say, oh, these boys are at mm. this number. I got to take them. Got to hammer them in. They got to be in the bet slip. Everybody's got to know about these guys because they are certified ticket cashers. So, <laughs> you, I don't know if they're certified ticket cashers, but <laughs> I, I cannot help every single time Virginia takes the floor. I go, well, that, I mean, that total's a little low, isn't it? <laughs> it's every time. And I know that they play, they played a game against Houston. And I think the total was 118 and a half and still went under. But I, I just, there is something about Virginia that no matter how many times I touch that stove, I go, yeah, but what if it's not hot this time? Yeah. There, there is just something about that group that I can't get enough of. And those nonsense totals, because you know there's talent mm. on the floor. And mm. you know that if they get pushed the other way they did by Iowa, they can score. And that's why they drive me nuts. 74 was the final score of that game. 75, 74. I right, think so yeah, Iowa like won that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can score. They just actively <laughs> like choose not to. It's so bizarre. But like that's like every single time Virginia plays, I'm like, well, hold, well now what if this is the game? They go out hey, there hey, and, hey, and, hey. and they get after it. I, I I truly can't help myself. They they've been an absolute joy in that respect and and i'll add another one here as we're heading towards championship week but i couldn't be happier that wake forest is playing in championship week Mm. against Pitt. Mm. like i see a college football total at 72 and a lot of people are like oh i don't know about that i'm like this is going to be the most fun we've all ever had let's get involved here (laughs) and watch the game of the century because this is going to be an absolute blast because you look at 72 like "Ah, it's a little high then it's like in what world are both of those teams not getting to 40. 100%. 100%. And uh, it's okay. So two things. I love that you went to Wake Forest because I'm really interested at the plus three and a half with the total being all the way up to yeah. 72. I know it's going to be insane. We'll talk about that a little bit. Elaborate on that. But Mag, speaking of teams that we just that are uh, the streak, maybe a little bit opposite. I think you know where I'm going. Maybe a little Mississippi State, Val- Mississippi Valley State. You want to indulge our guests what we do with that team? Oh, I, I've got uh, Mississippi Valley State is one of my automatic fade teams, almost essentially. They're minus thirty-five to forty. The only time I ever touch just ridiculously massive college basketball spreads is with this team. They uh, they managed to cover against Ole Miss, but last night they got back on the wagon and lost by forty to Vandy, and Vandy covered thirty-seven and a half. So the Delta Devils for the old Delta Devils next time you see them. <laughs> oh, bless those incredible! I don't know how those teams show up every single day it's and insane. get after it here it's really bad. i also know this i don't know what's next on tarleton's schedule but Ooh. i am desperate to bet against them mm, because yeah. now everyone's like oh look at tarleton they cover every game because like they competed against michigan and now they were like in it with gonzaga yeah. i don't know what's next for tarleton but i think the people need to just be lining up and, and fade them because clearly gonzaga did i mean come on Gonzaga's yeah. out there in Vegas playing against twenty uh, in front of twenty thousand fans yeah. against Duke, and you thought they were gonna be locked in for a game against 
Tarleton? Yeah. No. No kidding. No kidding. Love I love it. Absolutely electric. I uh, I definitely wanted to squeeze that in at the end there because we, as gamblers, I, I know I introduced you to as a good old-fashioned degenerate. I mean, we mean that as a term of endearment around sure, here, yeah. man. I mean, that's just one of the classic degenerate moves. I got that team. I'm going mm-hmm. back to the stove. I don't care if it's burning <laughs> me. I know it's going to happen this time. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So that does it for me. Sounds like it does it from you, Mags. Uh, One final question for the legendary Kevin Walsh Jr. Where can we follow you and where can we consume all of your content, good sir? Uh, thanks again, guys, for having me. Uh, it's been a blast, truly. Uh, I appreciate that. Appreciate uh, the folks that you know tune in here on Talking the Line. If you want to find more of my stuff at Twitter, it's at the Kevin Walsh. But check us out on Sports Grid, the early line, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. start time on the East Coast there, and then of course in play sports tonight, which is on Sports Grid Radio, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. There, we set you up in the morning. We knock it down at night. Myself and Donnie Wrightside for both of those shows on Sports Grid, who uh, was featured as the the fellas mentioned again. Appreciate it so much hey we appreciate you i know i can speak for mags as always but uh thank you the pleasure is all ours for uh spending hey 45 minutes here we always try to keep it at a half hour but man we say take the over every Mm -hmm. time life's life's too short to take the under we get windy (laughs) sometimes what the hell you know outside of that my friend thank you thank you thank you so much again partner anything in closing to our wonderful guest of the day no, sir. I've got uh, nothing. Thanks for accepting on short notice, Kevin. Uh, we appreciate sure. you. I hope you come back on uh, for a future season of the show. Yeah, no, you guys got it, man. Anytime. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. That certainly seems like an episode of the uh, Wise Words podcast to me. So without further ado, to all of you kind folks that decided to tune in here on this beautiful Wednesday, December the 1st in the year 2021. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. Thank you once again to the legendary Kevin Walsh. And hey, partner, as always, let's cash some tickets.